Good afternoon. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. In today's bulletin, you will find our Holy Week and Easter Mass schedule. And for anyone who would like to help, there is a schedule of when we will be decorating the churches for Easter. Please pick up a copy of a special edition of our community newsletter at the entrances of the churches. It is a standalone edition for Holy Week. Assisting us today are our lectors, Nathan Wallish and Mary Pakutinskis. Our altar server is John Vallet. I, Emily Leal Santi Esteban, will be your cantor. Our organist is Therese Locke. Our celebrants are Father Joe Keenan and Deacon Frank Szymanski. Please stand. Dear brothers and sisters, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today we gather together to herald with the whole church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's Paschal mystery, that is to say, of his passion and resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all the faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that being made by his grace partakers of the cross, we may also have a share in his resurrection and in his life. Increase the faith of those who place their hope in you, O Lord, and graciously hear the prayers of those who call on you, that we who today hold high these branches to hail Christ in his triumph may bear fruit for you by good works accomplished in him who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus and his disciples drew near Jerusalem and became to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find an ass tethered and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them here to me. If anyone should say anything to you, reply, the master has need of them, then he will send them at once. This happened so that what had happened had been spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Say to daughter Zion, behold your king comes to you, meek and riding on an ass, and on a colt, the fowl of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had ordered them. They brought the ass and the colt and laid their cloaks over them, 
and he sat upon them. The very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and strew them on the road. The crowds preceded him, and those following kept crying out and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken and asked, Who is this? And the crowds replied, This is Jesus the prophet, the Nazarene, Nazareth in Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, like the crowds who acclaim Jesus in Jerusalem, let us go forth now in peace.
almighty, ever-living God, who as an example of humility for the human race to follow, caused our Savior to take flesh and submit to the cross, graciously grant that we may heed his lesson of patient suffering and so merit a share in his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has given me a well-trained tongue that I might know how to speak to the weary, a word that will rouse them. Morning after morning, he opens my ear that I may hear, and I have not rebelled, have not turned back. I gave my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. My face I did not shield from buffets and spitting. The Lord God is my help, therefore I am not disgraced. I have set my face like flint, knowing that I shall not be put to shame. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Christ Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not, did not regard equality with God something to be grasped. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness and found human in appearance. He humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death even death on the cross. Because of this, God greatly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend, and of those in the heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. One of the twelve, who was called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that time on he looked for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into a city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, My appointed time draws near. 
in your house I shall celebrate the Passover with my disciples. The disciples then did as Jesus had ordered and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve, and while they were eating, he said, Amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Deeply distressed at this, they began to say to him one after another, Surely it's not I, Lord. He said in reply, He who dipped his hand into the dish with me is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that man if he had never been born. Then Judas, his betrayer, said in reply, Surely it is not I, Lord. He answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and giving it to his disciples, said, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, from now on, I shall not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in the kingdom of the Father. Then, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, This night all of you will have your faith in me shaken, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be dispersed. But after I have been raised up, I shall go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him in reply, Though all may lose their faith in you, mine will never be. Jesus said to him, Amen, I say to you, this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even though I should have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples spoke likewise. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over yonder and pray. He took along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to feel sorrow and distress. Then he said to them, My soul is sorrowful even to death. Remain here with me and keep watch. He advanced a little and fell prostrate in prayer, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. When he returned to his disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, So you could not keep watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that you may not undergo the test. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Withdrawing a second time, he prayed again. My father, if it is not possible that this cup pass without my drinking it, your will be done. Then he returned once more and found them asleep, for they could not keep their eyes open. He left them and withdrew again and prayed a third time, saying the same thing again. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking a rest? Behold, the hour is at hand when the Son of Man is to be handed over to sinners. Get up, let us go. Look, my betrayer is at hand. 
While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs who had come from the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had arranged a side with them, saying, The man I shall kiss is the one. Arrest him. Immediately he went over to Jesus and said, Hell, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus answered him, Friend, do what you have come for. Then stepping forward, they laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those who accompanied Jesus put his hand to his sword, drew it, and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its sheath, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call upon my father and he will not provide me at this moment more than 12 legions of angels? But then how would the scriptures be fulfilled, which say that it must happen in this way? At that hour, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out against a robber with swords and clubs to seize me? Day after day I sat teaching you in the temple area, yet you did not arrest me. But all this has come to pass, that the writings of the prophets may be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Peter was following him at a distance as far as the high priest's courtyard, and going inside, he sat down with the servants to see the outcome. The chief priests in the entire Sanhedrin kept trying to obtain false testimony against Jesus in order to put him to death, but they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward who stated, This man said, I can destroy the temple of God within three days, rebuild it. The high priest rose and addressed him. Have you no answer? What are these men testifying against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the high priest said to him, I order you to tell us under oath before the living God whether you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him in reply, You have said so, but I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? You have, not, you have now heard the blasphemy. What is your opinion? They said in reply, He deserves to die. And they spat in his face and struck him while some slapped him, saying, Prophesize for us, Christ. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. One of the maids came over to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. As he went out of the gate, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this man was with Jesus the Nazarene. Again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. A little later, the bystanders came over and said to Peter, 
Surely you too are one of them. Even your speech gives you away. At that he began to curse and to swear. I do not know him. And immediately a cock crowed. Then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken. Before the cock before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. When it was morning, all of the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that Jesus had been condemned, deeply regretted what he had done. He returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? Look to it yourself. Flinging the money into the temple, he departed and went off and hanged himself. The chief priests gathered up the money but said, It is not lawful to deposit this in the temple treasury, for it is the price of blood. After consultation, they used it to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why the field, even today, is called the field of blood. Then was fulfilled what had been said through the prophet Jeremiah, and they took the 30 pieces of silver, the value of a man with a price on his head, a price set by some of the Israelites, and they paid it out for the potter's field, just as the Lord commanded me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and he questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You said so. And when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they're testifying against you? But he did not answer him one word, so that the, government, the governor was greatly amazed. Now on the occasion of the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had assembled, Pilate said to them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus called the Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy they had handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench, his wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that righteous man. I have suffered much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but to destroy Jesus. The governor said to them in reply, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus called the Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. But he said, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all, but that a riot was breaking out instead, he took water and washed his hands in the sight of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. Look to it yourselves. And the whole people said in reply, 
His blood be upon us and upon our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but after he had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus inside the praetorium and gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped off his clothes and threw a scarlet military cloak about him. Weaving a crown out of thorns, they placed it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hell, king of the Jews. They spat upon him and took the reed and kept striking him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of his cloak, dressed him in his own clothes, and led him off to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a Cyrenian named Simon. This man they pressed into service to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they gave Jesus wine to drink mixed with gal. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink. After they had crucified him, they divided his garments by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And they placed over his head the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself if you are the Son of God and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, He saved others. He cannot save himself. So he is the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusted in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. The revolutionaries who were crucified with him also kept abusing him in the same way. From noon onward, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama labaksani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, This one is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran to get a sponge. He soaked it in wine and putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, Wait, let's see if Elijah comes to save him. But Jesus cried out in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, rocks were split, tombs were opened, and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming forth from their tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw the earthquake and all that was happening, and they said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. 
Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was himself a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be handed over. Taking the body, Joseph wrapped it in clean linen and laid it in his new tomb that he had hewn in the rock. Then he rolled a huge stone across the entrance to the tomb and departed. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary remained sitting there facing the tomb. The next day, the one following the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember that this imposter, while still alive, said, After three days I will be raised up. Give orders then that the grave be secured until the third day, lest his disciples come and steal him and say to the people, He has been raised from the dead. This last imposture would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, The guard is yours. Go, secure it as best you can. So they went and secured the tomb by fixing a seal to the stone and setting the guard. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Jesus Christ. In her earthly ministry, Mother Teresa had a predisposition for serving those who were dying. And she felt and she believed in her heart that the most tragic event in a human being's life, the one filled with the most suffering is the one of the person who dies alone. And so her street ministry was devoted to, to tending to those men and women who were dying on the streets of Kolkata. Those who perhaps didn't have a chance, but those whom she believed deserved a final touch of humanity before they met God. And as we begin our celebration of, of Holy Week, there is so much to unpack within the context of the images and the words of Holy Scripture. But there is, through Matthew's gospel at least, that hint, that awareness of Jesus coming to know that he was going to die alone. And that's perhaps which in his humanity frightened him the most. How gathering Peter, James, and John 
He traversed into the Garden of Gethsemane only to have those whose presence he so needed fell asleep. Those three who had been privy on the mount of his transfiguration and had seen his glory are now too tired to reflect and to be with him. And within the context of his own unraveling of what's going to happen, he beseeches his heavenly father, if this can be taken away from me, please. There is no answer given from his heavenly father. And he asks again and is willing to acquiesce to the will of his heavenly father. If this has to be, then let it be. There's a sense of isolation and aloneness within the context of our Savior's passion and death. As everyone seems now to drift away, we are wont to perhaps point out, if you will, the villains of the account. But we fail sometimes to recognize those who have failed him the most. Peter, who denied him three times. The disciples who fled. They who had just participated in the promise of eternal life in the meal of the Passover are nowhere to be had. And so these voices of earthly power come into play and overwhelm his life and not a word of protest is heard from anybody. Our Savior, if his agony is truly human, knows what it is, having emptied himself of being one with the Father, as Philippians reminds us, that he is all alone and nobody is with him or accounts for him. His words from the cross, those final words are very real. And many a human being in any generation at all time, in their fear and sense of hopelessness and desertion by Almighty God, echo those words of our Savior. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And save for a handful of women who were his faithful followers, there's nobody else around. Our Savior 
dies alone. Like so many people on this planet, in days of yore, in days of today, the present, and days to come. To die alone without the comfort of human touch, of human empathy. Our Savior truly entered into a passion of humanity as he faced the cross by himself and alone. And so we reflect on our own lives, our own situations in life. And perhaps within the context of our sense of abandonment, no matter where it comes from or what causes it, this Holy Week gives us the pathway. It gives us the direction but within the context of our sufferings, our aloneness, our sense of abandonment, we can unite that with the cross of our Savior. The crucifix stands for us as a mighty and powerful life-giving sign that we are not alone, that he abides with us and for us in all times and in all ages and in every generation. So let us as a people of faith continue to ponder the mystery that is presented before us in this holy week. May we recognize that with him and through him we need not be alone or afraid. He abides with us. He gives us promise and hope. He gives us the wonder of his love in the mystery and in the power of his death on the cross. Let us profess then our Catholic faith as together with one heart and one voice we profess the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, and for us, for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the Holy Spirit was made incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. 
I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. To our gracious and loving God, we offer these particular needs, hopes, and desperations. In these, our prayer of intercessions. The response to the prayers of the faithful may be found in number 666 in the hymnal. church that we may be that we may welcome the Christ into our midst remaining faithfully close to him and his people through holy week and every day we pray oh lord hear my prayer oh lord hear my prayer when i call for an end to gun violence and the protection of all the vulnerable, we pray. in our prayer request list in the bulletin that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers. We also pray for those in our parish celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, and baptisms this month. We pray. Oh Lord, hear my prayer. go forth in union with Pope Francis's intentions for the month of April that peace and nonviolence may spread and that the use of weapons may decrease both by states and citizens we pray who have died in our parish community, especially Jerry Kavalovich, 
Ronald Gabb, and Mary Jane Kearns Dunlap. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom. We pray also for Millie Duke and all the attentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, Hail Mary full, full of grace, grace. The, Lord the Lord is with, is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing our offertory hymn, number 512, O Sacred Head Surrounded, number 512.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. Through the passion of your only begotten Son, O Lord, may our reconciliation with you be near at hand, so that, though we do not merit it by our own deeds, yet by this sacrifice made once for all, we may feel already the effects of your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, for through the saving passion of your Son, the whole world has received a heart to confess the infinite power of your majesty, since by the wondrous power of the cross, your judgment on the world is now revealed and the authority of Christ crucified. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim. Indeed, holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when the supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, 
the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, William, William and Mark, his assisting bishops, and all the clergy, remember your servant, Millie, whom you have called from this world to yourself, and grant that she, who was united with your son in a death like his in baptism, may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of resurrection and all who have died in your mercy, in particular the beloved members of our own families and those of the parish community. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Mary, Queen of Peace, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. At the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. That by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress. And as we await, blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the, For the kingdom, kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other some sign of Christ's peace. Peace with you, brother. Peace with you. Peace with you. Peace with you all. Peace with you all. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy. You should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
for those that cannot be with us today, an act of spiritual communion. Lord Jesus, through baptism, we are one in you and in each other. We believe you are present in the Blessed Sacrament, the Word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you through the power of the Most Holy Spirit that in this act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and for one another. Wherever we are, we are your church, yearning through our, your grace to be witnesses of your kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen. Please join in singing our communion hymn, The Supper of the Lord, which can be found in the insert in the back of the hymnal.
Let us pray. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly beseech you, O Lord, that just as through the death of your Son you have brought us to hope for what we believe, so by his resurrection you may lead us to where you call, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Look, we pray, O Lord, on this, your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ did not hesitate to be delivered into the hands of the wicked and to submit to the agony of the cross, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Do thou, Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.